Watch your fucking mouth. Watch your fucking mouth! Nerd is the new bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and this is the eve right before, because next week we're going to be knee-deep in San Diego Comic-Con, and it seems like this is the calm before the storm, so we're just going to just have an easy, relaxing show this week, because next week is going to be a complete shitstorm. We don't know how long it's going to be. We're going to have a four-hour podcast. I'm going to let Eli edit it, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, watch this episode be like five hours because we got nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. We'll find something. Uh, like I said, before we get into like the nerd shit, you want to address some early shit. I want everybody listening to this podcast to stop eating Papa John's pizza. Boycott <laughs> Papa John's. Not because he's a racist piece of shit, because the pizza is, is disgusting to begin with. So, yeah, it's kind of dry. It is kind of dry. It's dry. It, you- it tastes like cardboard on ketchup. So it's like. <laughs> Like, why are you eating that shit to begin with, you know? I remember, like, they were doing those deals, the sports deals, where if your team wins, you get, like, half off or something. So a while back, I was doing that a lot, you know, because uh, I believe, though, Wild was winning a lot. Well, yeah. the Wild wins a lot, and then they fuck up there in the playoffs. And uh, But, yeah, and then they started bitching about them losing money, you know, that they were, like, uh, and they were going to not endorse the – yeah, because the Super Bowl was in was in Minneapolis last year. Or this yeah. last Super Bowl, like they didn't want to endorse um, the Super Bowl because they think that they were losing money or some shit like that. And, oh, because everybody from Minnesota kept eating so much free pizza. Yeah, as a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, like I said, he did you guys a favor. So <laughs> I'm starting to think like, okay, yeah, he said some racist shit, but what would happen if it was some place that I actually liked said racist shit? You know, would would I be as like Chick Fil A? For me, I think they had like the best lemonade ever. So what if they oh, said really? some racist shit to my face? You know, here's your drink. You know, you know. Well, I heard they, they're not. I heard they're really bad about the gays or something. Yeah, I heard. Well, well, you know. Okay, the thing about Chick Fil A is that you know they're closed on Sundays, yeah. so they're like their owners like extremely religious. So, I guess they would have a problem with gays. You know. <laughs> I feel bad about that because, yeah, if I go there and I drink lemonade, stuff like that, am I, am I supporting that? You know, am I endorsing that? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Not a fan of Chick-fil-A. They finally opened them here in Minnesota like last year. It was like a grand opening. What? Well, in Mississippi, like, there's like a Chick-fil-A like on every other corner. Oh, no. That was like a grand opening here like on my side of town. It was like lines around the block waiting to get this shit. 
And then I, I, I ate a sandwich, and I'm like, man, this is like Arby's or something. <laughs> was not impressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because it tastes like homophobia. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Moving past that. Boy, uh, Tom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one more thing we can talk about that in the news that I need I need you guys to stop doing this. And if you see this, stop. Okay, so apparently the Forbes list came out and Kylie Jenner, by herself, not the Kardashian family, her by herself is worth $900 million. So there is a petition that has got started up to help her get another $100 million to make her the youngest billionaire of all time. Who's 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 donated? Is this like a is this like a Kickstarter? It's like a Kickstarter, GoFundMe, whatever, one of those things. But it's where you know you you raise money. Here's the thing: like those change.orgs, that shit never work. But the GoFundMe's and the Kickstarters like that, that shit actually does work. Like people will put money. Like we can start a Kickstarter right now for any bullshit we want. People will give us money. Probably, I don't know. We're not Kylie Jenner, so I don't know. But the thing is. Why are you giving Kylie Jenner $100 million? She doesn't yeah. need it. Yeah, no shit. You can give yeah. that money to anybody else. Give it to me. Right. I can use 100 <laughs> Right. Give us $100 million. Like, what the hell? That's like, that's, that, uh, that, that that's bubbing me out. <laughs> See, shit like this is why the United Kingdom thinks we're a bunch of dumbasses. It, it's, shit, it's shit like this that just makes me yearn for, like, a cataclysmic, like, Extinction level event. <laughs> See, Thanos was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fucking idiots, man. Okay, can we move on to the to the podcast? The actual part part of the podcast. Now? Oh, okay, yeah. let's do it. Like I said, this is the box office numbers. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about these numbers. I'm gonna pull them up in front of me right now to see where we are going with this. So, and Eli, I'm gonna be honest with you. These box office numbers are probably gonna be shit until like months from now because yeah, nothing i want to see. well no i'll take the back next week i think something's coming out but let me hear that there uh oh this is gonna be a good one eli i give you this every time but let's see if you get this one what is the number one movie this week eli uh, is it ant-man no oh no shit <laughs> now you feel bad you didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, the number one movie this week was Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. Really? No yes. shit. <laughs> it was the, that was the number one movie. I get. I think it's an Adam Sandler cartoon. I don't know. I've never. I didn't know they had one of these. I didn't know they had three of them. You know, I've never heard of this thing. They got, they got a few of them. You know. Yeah. So, but number two was Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Uh, had a sixty-two percent drop off, which is pretty steep if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. What, what was the numbers on Hotel? Uh, okay. Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania this week was forty-four million, right? Yeah. Okay. So Ant Man yeah. second week did twenty-eight million, which is yeah, not very good. So, and we're gonna come back to Ant Man's numbers in a minute, but it's not sitting too well. I'm pretty, but it's not in China yet, so we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, number three is Skyscraper, the Rock movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. People are saying it's already flopped because it is uh, in the number one, you know, it's his first weekend and it hit number three at the box office and it only did 25 million. So if it did, that's the first week it did 25 million and it couldn't even be Ant-Man and a cartoon, an Adam Sandler cartoon. It's not looking good for The Rock. So let me ask you this. Okay, so The Rock 
Skyscraper. Movie's probably going to flop. Uh, movie before this was... What was the movie before this? Rampage? Okay. Oh, that flopped. Yeah. You know, came out doing Black Panther season, so that's it. So, do you think... I, I, what, what, what do you think? I mean, do you think The Rock is going in a, in a, in a good direction? You think he's fine? Like, these movies are okay? Or you think he's going to be fine? I... I don't know, man. I mean, maybe maybe if he's in a Fast and the Furious movie, I guess he'll be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he keep cranking those out, so like that. You know, he's got yeah. that. that uh, him, he and Jason Statham has a spinoff Fast and the Furious movie. So they have a Fast and Furious cinematic universe coming. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. heard about that. Yeah, uh, uh, mainly because uh, Ben Diesel and Tyrese have been talking shit about him, so he decided, "Fuck it, I just make my own movie." <laughs> so, uh, me, reason I'm getting to that because okay, now. They keep throwing rock in these movies. Nobody's going to see these movies. But people keep saying that he's the last movie star. Like, he, he is the last movie star that can put butts in his seats just by his name alone. But if you look at the movie tickets, that's not the case. He's not putting butts in his seats just by his name alone. So, Eli, let me ask you this question. Is the movie star dead? Maybe. You know, I mean, most, like I said, you we, we grew up you know, during a time when movie stars were basically a brand, you know, if yep. you went to go see Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you knew you were going to go see an action movie. If you were going to go see Julia Roberts or or uh, another, you know, hot actress, you're going to go see a you know Sandra Bullock. Sandra, you know, you're seeing Sharon Stone, whatever. You yeah, know. you're seeing some sort of romantic comedy or some shit. You know, of course, the comedians are always you know Eddie Murphy and. You know, Chevy Chase had their comedies and stuff. And now, yeah, I, I just think that no one, no one really cares about, no one really cares about them anymore. I, think I mean, is it because the movies aren't as good, or it's just like our viewing habits have been changed? Yeah, I mean, everything, everything's streaming. Everyone just watches shit, streams shit. You know, they they only go to movies for big giant spectacle, and uh, you know, they're watching more. You know, character-driven stuff on TV. You know, episodic TV. Yeah, that's it, it why just, Marvel's. That's why Marvel's doing so well because that's all they're doing is episodic TV in the movies. You know? Yeah, and, and they've made themselves into a brand name. Where if, if like yeah. like Paul Rudd can't sell a movie by himself, but you stick him in a Marvel movie, he does five hundred million dollars. So yeah, something know. is up with that. But yeah, I mean, you have these big stars like you know, like like Brad Pitt. George Clooney and, and all these guys like this and they you and they used to do big numbers just by themselves you know just put the remember remember on the movie posters it would just have you know Stallone yeah. Schwarzenegger you know just like their name and their name would be bigger than the actual title of the movie they were in now yeah. you see the post of a movie you don't see anybody's name on there you know or if you see somebody's name it's like 50 million names but it's always like a franchise name on top of it you know so nobody Nobody in Hollywood is selling a movie by themselves nowadays. Like yeah. that's that's a change. So I don't know why they keep putting rock in all these movies and stuff like that because he's not immune to this shit either. He's not selling. I mean, yeah, you can put him in Rampage. Who gives a fuck about Rampage in twenty eighteen? No. Yeah, it was an arcade game. But these kids nowadays don't even know what an arcade is. <laughs> so, so yeah, Rampage may be the greatest selling. Video but then you had Jumanji, which you know. What well, well, Jumanji yeah. is a brand, yeah. So you can say that, and and he wouldn't even just rock. You know, he had other people, and you know, he had Kevin Hart, and he had you know Jack Black. I mean, I'm not saying they're you know they're uh 
box office draws, but you put all those guys together, you know, you're going to get something out of that. And plus, you put Jumanji behind it also. You know, you, you got something. So, yeah, Jumanji was some kind of free gas. But what, what was before that? Baywatch? You know. <laughs> so he I had, just saw that. I actually just watched that in a couple weeks. Okay, so what did you think about it? I, I laughed a couple times. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I'm not saying Baywatch was the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. But I didn't think it was like the worst fucking movie I ever seen before. I watched it. It's one of those movies that if it pops up on HBO or whatever streaming device, you're like, okay, look up hours, and that's it. You know, just just move on with your life. It's nothing that you know that will drain you or you know you wish you hadn't seen it or regret it. You know, it's just another movie. You know. Yeah, I watched. I you know I laughed a couple times, saw some boobs a little bit, and then yeah, you know. So? It wasn't it wasn't a worse way to spend my afternoon. You know? Yeah, but like I said, but that's also branding also. So nobody gave a fuck about Baywatch, but that's how it is nowadays. If you don't and, and Tom Cruise, you can say Tom Cruise might be the biggest actor in you know in Hollywood and things like that. But outside of Mission Impossible, his movies aren't doing shit either. Yeah, what does he do anything besides Mission? Impossible? The Mummy. Oh yeah, that I, I didn't even see that. Man. I didn't see I that just... either. I heard that movie was fucking terrible. That's what I heard, yeah. I so I, I stayed away from that shit. I was like, I'm not gonna see that, man. Plus, I'm I'm still mad because they they Brendan Fraser just disappeared from Hollywood, so I'm not gonna see a movie night in it. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. So I I, I feel like stop putting rock in all these damn movies because we're not gonna see it. Or stick them as movies you want to. It doesn't really bother me anyway. Just give me a Black Adam movie, then we're ready to go. <laughs> uh, number four, we have Incredibles two. Like I said, we talked about that. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, number five, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, which I'm pretty sure I think last week we said it was already a billion. Um, number six is The First Purge. You know, probably wasn't a huge, but it's probably already made its budget back, even though it was Yeah, those movies movie. are cheap. Yeah, those yeah. movies are cheap. It's Bloomhouse movie. All those movies are cheap. Uh, number seven is Sorry to Bother You. I'm hearing good things about that one. Oh, yeah. I w- I'd like to check that out. Yeah. yeah it, it's not a movie I would go to the movies to see, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's something I would sit down and, and stream. I mean, I like when I go to the movies, I want to see spectacle. I don't see sorry to bother you a spectacle, even though it looks like it probably is an interesting movie. Number eight is Sicario: Day of the Soldado. Uh, still hanging in there, probably is flopping also. Number nine is Uncle Drew. I heard they made the movie for like twenty dollars, so yeah, it made its way back. Uh, and number ten is Ocean's Eight, which I'm hearing is flopping. Yeah. So well, let's it's go. Still in a ten, though. I forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah, let's see what movie. I, I forget know. about that movie until you mention it in the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was this big hoopla about it, you know, they were making this big deal about it, but nobody really cares about Ocean's 8. It's just another movie. You know, uh, what else? Oh, you want to know where Solo is? Oh, is Solo still out? I, I mean, <laughs> I guess Solo right now is number 20. Oh, well, there you go. So let, let me look at Solo. Like I said, we. Okay, Solo right now has grossed a whopping worldwide $384 million. Oh, so it made its money back. <laughs> Not really. When you take in, you know. The bu- well, it made its budget because they, yeah. Production like budget. Because yeah. then you put in marketing yeah. and all this other crap. Yeah, it's, the yeah, it's, a, it's a flop. I'm trying the, to see. The what Denny's fucking. Yeah. What was the, <laughs> so, the Solo Cup? Yeah. The... <laughs> Okay, let's see where Ant Man is right now. now Ant Man worldwide is at two hundred eighty three million. Now, like I said, you may think that's bad, but I was looking at the numbers real quick, and it actually hasn't been released in China yet. And people, when, when people say, "Oh, it hasn't done well overseas," they're not talking about overseas. They're talking about China. 
That's all they care about. If it does well in China, it does well overseas because it can do it can do so good in China. It can do better in China than it can in North America. I've plenty of movies have done. It. Plenty of Marvel movies have done that. So yeah. that's the thing. So like I said, really shitty box office. Uh, Eli, make sure now. Are you planning to see Mission Impossible? Uh, probably week? not. I haven't oh. seen a Mission Impossible since like the one John Woo did, which was like twenty years ago. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay, I'm gonna talk about that one. Do you know that movie was a remake of Alfred Hitchcock Notorious? Really? No, I do not. Not really. No. Yeah, yeah. If you get a time, I anybody, suppose. yeah, anybody I that's listening to this, go try to find Alfred Hitchcock Notorious. It is a almost beat for beat remake. It has the same dialogue, has the exact same plot, has some of the same settings. You just take out the the motorcycles, the ninjas, and the doves. Everything else the same. So, all right. Yeah, awesome movie. Uh, what else we got? But yeah, if you want to just move the one, the thing about Mission Impossible, you don't have to watch them all in you know sequential order because they're pretty much like one shot movies, and neither one bleeds into the other one. Watch the fourth one. Watch Ghost Protocol. Eli, I'm telling you, that movie is awesome. Is that the one? I I, I saw the. Is that the one where he was on the building? They were he had those gloves, sticky gloves. Yeah, on the he building. was in uh, Abu Dhabi or Dubai or some shit like that. And he had yeah, Spider Man gloves he, like that. Yes, and he yeah. really did the stunt. Okay, yeah. Because he's fucking. Nuts. I saw. I was. It was on TV, and I watched that part. I watched that scene. Okay. You know, I watched the rest of the movie. Okay. Yeah, but was the, it Hawkeye? Hawkeye was in it, right? Hawkeye was in. I think the last two. Okay. Yeah, they tried to make him a thing, like he was going to take over the franchise, but Tom Cruise like, nope. That's back from at the end. Uh, Rogue Nation, the movie was whatever. Just watch it for that first scene where he's hanging out that plane because he is actually really hanging out of a plane. And I'm like, okay, this dude is fucking nuts. <laughs> so, that being said, we can move on to now. Okay, movie news. We can go to that. We can talk about DC because we always see what kind of weird shit DC has going on right now. Uh, before we talk about that, I want to talk about one thing that happened in DC because we know that Shazam has wrapped. Yeah, and there's rumors that we may actually may get a trailer next week. You oh, know, for Shazam, I suppose for maybe Comic Con. Yeah, it's Comic Con, so we might get an ass load of trailers. Who knows? We'll be talking about them all day. Uh, but one thing that have been talking about is that one of the actors have been replaced in the movie, and they just reveal who it was. So apparently, the actual wizard who gives Shazam his powers has been replaced. Okay, remember Luke Cage, the actor that played Bobby Fish? I can I don't know his real name or whatever. He was supposed to play the wizard at first, but they s- replaced him with Jaiman Hansu. You know that guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's playing the wizard now. They didn't say anything, but he's playing the wizard. So so the fun, the reason it's an uh, interesting story is because not only is he playing the wizard in Shazam, he's also in Captain Marvel. He's playing Korath Pazua. He's you know reprising the role in that. So he's going to be in both Captain Marvel movies. Oh no shit. It's pretty cool. So it's like it's all connected. You know? So that's pretty cool. Uh in other DC news we have going on. So we got Joaquin Phoenix. And Joaquin Phoenix. Now we've been talking about the this Joker movie forever. And you know me about these DC movies. When I hear some shit, I'm just like, whatever. None of this shit is real. None of this shit makes any sense. Just ignore it. But no, this is really happening. This Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is set to schedule to start shooting in September. So, for all we know, this movie could come out next year. Yeah. Yeah, so they're really getting the ball rolling on that. So, 
Eli, like I said, we never actually talked about this Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie because we never paid any attention because we never thought it was going to be real. So now that it's real, what do you, how do you feel about a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? Well, I was more interested when I heard Scorsese, Martin Scorsese was producing it. I mean, is he still producing it? I don't think so. I don't think he's still, I don't know if he's still involved because he's doing that shit on net, that Netflix gangster movie. Right. Um, okay. So I don't know if he's still doing it. Um, I know that Todd Phillips, the guy who made the Hangover movies, is directing. Wait, wait which, which one? Didn't he direct all of them? Did he? Okay, because I love the first one. The, the other two, eh. Yeah, they, they, they didn't need to make any more. But, they did. <laughs> but um, yeah, he made, didn't he make, uh, what's that movie? The, the Will Ferrell, where they make their fraternity. What's it called again? Shit. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Old school. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, he yeah. made those. He's known for making these comedies. So I, I don't know. Um, but you know those comedians, they they're kind of fucked up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can can I mean, d- depending what they're doing. I mean, from what I understand, they were trying to make. They wanted to make this sort of like a more of a gangster crime sort of movie. Um, I I get it. Sounds interesting. It's just, it's all in, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll check it out, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, they don't, I don't think they really need to make a Joker movie with that, you know what I mean? I, without Batman, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Uh, especially know? since they're saying they have another Joker movie coming out with Jared Leto, you know. Yeah. And, and then they have, they say, a Harlem movie's coming out, which he, they're saying he might be in that one too, you know. Yeah. So we don't need all these Joker movies. Yeah, I mean, if it's not, if it's not going to be set like in the the regular Batman universe, I mean, I don't. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how far are they doing this? If is is it just going to be like this crime story? You know, then why call it the Joker? Yeah, I mean, because I'm pretty sure they're saying what it's going to be set in the '80s or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Why making a Joker? And they're saying Thomas Wayne might be in it. You know, I've been hearing rumors yeah, about so that. Yeah, so basically, basically like watching Gotham again, like what you know, wanting to see, wanting to see the shit you want to see, but you're not. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, then they name drop something. And you're like, ooh, I know that name. Oh, this 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 is really cool. Then I'm gonna go online and say how cool it was because they name drop some shit. I understand that reference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> I mean, my thing is this. Okay, DC can make this Joker uh, movie. Nine times out of ten, it's probably gonna suck because it's DC, you know. But at the same time, like I said, this is feels like a separate universe. So even if it sucks, it kind of really doesn't matter. I suppose. Like, yeah, just yeah. make your movie. Who cares? You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, if it's a bad Joker movie, like, well, here's the thing. Us. No, no, no. I take that back. I take it back because the movie completely flops. We will all just pretend like this shit don't exist. That's what we do. That's like, for instance, like Terminator. Like, every time a Terminator <laughs> movie comes out and it flops, we just pretend like, okay, the last movie didn't work. It, it doesn't exist. This movie is the real sequel. Then that movie flops. We pretend like that doesn't exist. No, this movie is the real sequel. Then it flops, and we keep doing the same thing over and over again. So we're going to do the same thing with this Joker movie. If it flops, and whatever crazy shit they decide to do in the movie, we're just going to ignore it. Like, fuck yeah. it. Whatever, this movie doesn't even matter. It's... You know, so just make the fucking Batman movie and put the Joker in it. Like, what the fuck? They don't even have a Batman. <laughs> yeah. 
like, what the hell? We, you know, just just do give us what we want. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They <laughs> don't have. Oh, a- um, we're, we're making a new Batman movie without Affleck, and we're gonna make the Penguin the villain. And I'm like. Uh, Right. First it was Deathstroke, <laughs> then it was the Penguin, then it's yeah. every single villain in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, oh. the, like so yeah, basically everything we don't want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just throw as much shit at the screen and just see what happens from there. Yeah. So sticking with sticking with more DC fuckery, uh let's talk about Henry Cavill. Okay. Okay. Because actually Henry Cavill's been in the news quite a bit. One reason Henry Cavill's in the news because like I said, he's ramping up production or promo for Mission Impossible is coming out next week he is co starring in. And apparently he says some stupid shit. I'm not gonna pull the information up. Basically he says something like, I'm scared to flirt with a woman because I'm scared she's gonna call me a racist or some shit. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, so the Me Too movement is on his ass about that. But um, writing articles and blogs and shit. Like, right. You know, it doesn't take long and they'll probably find some dirt on stuff like that. But that pushing that aside, the bigger news and the more important news on it that a lot of people are thinking that Henry Cavill may be replaced as Superman. Okay. And, and here's the thing, like a lot of people say, Oh, that's not true, it's not gonna happen. I've been thinking this shit for the longest anyway. Like the whole time when people were saying that Ben Affleck was out, I've been saying why you guys pay attention to Ben Affleck. Need to be paying attention to, to Henry Cavill because at least the Batman movie has a director. At least the Batman movie has a a writer. They don't have either of these things for Man of Steel. And Man of Steel came out what 2013, and they don't even have a writer or a script or a concept or anything for a sequel. Something's not right about that. And they but they're planning 50 million Joker movies in, in front of this. Something isn't right. Something's not adding up. So, and he made a joke, yeah, if the Superman movie, if the Man of Steel 2 is going to happen, it's going to happen between now and 2045. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. like the cable company. Right. Between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just be there at any time. If you miss it, that's on you. So, yeah. yeah so, I've been saying this. for. I mean, here's the thing. DC is cleaning house. They have clean house. Like, when Justice League was a debacle, it was a fiasco. Most people aren't paying attention to what happened behind the scenes. Because when Justice League happened, DC pretty much cleared the house and chopped off everybody's head except Jeff Johns. He's damn the only person that's still there. Mm-hmm. And even he is on a short leash right now. They went, okay, Drift John, you fuck up, you're gone too. Now, as far as the actors in the DC, like I said, the rumors that are gone, but I'm fuck rumors. I'm going to just say who I think is gone. So this is all me, my opinion, what is that? I don't have any inside track, just my hunch. Ben Affleck, gone. That dude to play Cyborg, gone. Henry Cavill, gone. Anybody that was in BBS, gone. <laughs> so that's them. So that only leaves and Flash eh, in the up and about that. I, uh, two months ago, I would have said he's gone, but I think they actually might do something with him. But I think it'll probably fall apart and he'll be gone too. So it only leaves two people. It only leaves two people. That leaves Yagodot, who is fine, he's free because she's the only movie that worked, and Aquaman. But if Aquaman flops, Momoa's out on his ass. Guaranteed. Yeah, so, he might have to go do that stupid Crow movie that they've been talking about. Well, they kicked oh, him no, out he, of that too. So. They dropped, he dropped out of that too. Yeah, so, he dropped so out of that too. So. He might need to get back on it. <laughs> maybe, he'll be, maybe he'll make a Conan too. <laughs> oh. So that's how I feel about the DCU. So people keep saying the DCU need to do this, need to do that. They've already done it. They've already made all these plans and stuff like that. So they pretty much made a complete overhaul. And honestly, Eli, I'm, I'm going to do a hot take. This is how I feel. 
I think they're trying to make Shazam the new Superman. Yeah, they might. That's what I feel like they're doing. They make the same shit. <laughs> it's the same shit. You got the same powers, except he's a little kid. So where they fucked up with Superman, just do it right with Shazam. And if they go forward with him, just stick him in every movie. And the only time I think the only time you might see Cavill again or Cavill again, if if you do a Shazam movie, part two, and Black Adam shows up, and you might get Superman showing up. That's about it. And that may be the last movie on his contract, and that's going to be a wrap. Cavill is out of here and he's going to do something else. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about that. DC, like I said, people saying DC need to change it. They have already done the change. Whether or not they're good changes, we don't know. We will find out next year. Like I said, that's what they've been planning this whole overhaul for. Uh, What other DC fuckery we have? Oh, yeah. One more DC fuckery we have that I should have saved for the end. So everybody completely freaking out that uh, the Flash writer has confirmed who's faster than Flash and Superman. And for anybody that hasn't picked up a fucking comic book in the last 30 years, ooh, Flash is faster. Like, we already knew this. I don't know why I kept seeing this on my timeline. I don't know why people keep tagging me in my timeline. I'm going to tell you this. If anybody listening to this podcast, don't tag me in any nerd shit on my timeline. Because I already know this shit. (laughs) So you don't need to tag me in it. I already know who's faster, Flash, or whatever. So... That being said, we can move on past them. We can talk about... I, yeah, let's just... Okay, let's talk about Scarlett Johansson again. Okay. We have a follow-up. <laughs> like I said, we have a follow-up story with Scarlett Johansson. We talked about this last week, and we kind of like really fumbled around it because there was a lot of stuff about concerning this story with Scarlett Johansson we don't know, or we don't understand. I put it like that. So apparently Scarlett Johansson was you know, cast for the, the transgender role of Rub and tuck? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, under peer pressure, I guess all of us, she decided to drop out of the role. You know, saying mm-hmm. she became understanding. So, Eli, we did it. I suppose. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Everybody pop champagne. So, so here's how I feel. And, and, and that's a good thing for Scarlett Johansson because she doesn't need this shit again. You know, she doesn't need uh, another ghost in the shell situation. And you know what's funny? It's almost like the same day that she dropped out of the role was the same day they announced they found a black rooted director. <laughs> so she was like, okay, I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> my, Marvel, my Marvel check is coming in. I don't have to do this weird shit anymore. So, so Scarlett Johansson is out. I applaud her for that. And, and the thing is, she doesn't need you know, the role. She will be fine. So she, it's just okay for her. So she's out of this. She's not going to get the bad press. And I applaud her for that. But now that puts... Whoever the direct, whoever the is fun, making this movie under the gun, now they have to find a transgender actor to play this role. Oh. You can't okay. go get Jessica Chastain to you know replace Scarlett Johansson. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, since last week, I remember I, I mentioned that show about the trans uh, gender people. It was a show, and it's called Pose. Okay. What channel is this? It's on FX. Okay. I watched it. I binge watched all the shit and I'm caught up all week. Wait, you did this in one week? I did it in one week. Okay, so you're, show, the, you're our gay expert now. I, <laughs> I, and yes, I understand a lot more than I did. Because remember, we were talking about last week how we had no idea about these terms and, and shit. 
Right. Well, see, I, I didn't. I didn't go on some gay exodus over the week yeah, like, like you yeah. did. So I didn't go in a nightclub yeah, and pop. You I, know, ecstasy. I had, yeah, I was so very unfamiliar with the transgender community. Um, and then I watched this show, and I'm not an expert. I, I'm not saying I'm an expert, and I, you know, but I must say it's a great show. Um, and I, and I understand the the community a little more. I understand their how they the, the gender uh, identity how they like they they want to be they want to be I, they want to identify as women you know what I mean um, it, it's it was quite eye opening and it's a great show I mean it's uh, I'm not into the whole ball thing and the fashion show shit that they do it's just not my thing you know what I mean I'm not into fashion and modeling and all that crap but that's a big part of their scene it's about these balls that they hold. And it takes place in the eighties, which is, you know, which was a bad time for <laughs> Right. That's what I think. Like, okay, I thought it was Yeah, a- yeah. So it, you know, like I said, the whole eighties retro thing, but it also puts a time on that's when AIDS started. You know, when they were they were uh they you know, no one knew what AIDS was, where everyone thought only gay people got AIDS. And you know, when gay people who had had AIDS, um they were stigmatized. Like even nurses didn't want to want to treat them you know what i mean because they were afraid they would catch it and stuff like that right it was very new yeah. you know yeah it was a very stigmatized virus it was still in it no one knew about it no one was doing even research about it so it's really interesting on just how how their lifestyle is and how they they were persecuted i mean they were a, a marginalized citizens and um and it's great. I mean, you have, and I, I had to actually Google the, this cast. They're all transgender cast, and I can't. And I was like, "Is that that's really that's really, uh, you know, is it that 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 person was born a male?" And okay. I can I cannot tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. That's how. You know what I'm saying? So now I understand, especially from this show, I understand the outrage of you know getting somebody who's not transgender. To play this role when I'm watching this show full of transgender uh, cast, and they're and I'm buying it. I, I'm I'm so, <laughs> you know. Okay. So so yeah, I, I, I it's a great show. I think there's the season finale is next week, so I'm all caught up. I'm <laughs> nice. And it's okay. just a great. It's just a, season one, right? Yeah, it's season one. It's a it's like I said, I'm not into the whole ball fashion modeling crap that they get into yeah but i like the human drama like what these people have to go through what they've gone through how they were person how their family every one of these characters were basically disowned by their families and they came together and found their own families they they they've joined these different houses with the mother there's like, there's like the mother of the household and she actually looks over these younger transgender or gay people and they they all live together and she watches over them like they're children and it's it's really a like a fascinating <laughs> you know stories and i'm like whoa i, I had no idea I well, had see, no that's, idea. that's the good thing about shows like that because like we, said, yeah. we always say representation matters yeah you know yeah like i said we we don't I don't know any transgender people. I don't hang out with them. But if I see a show like that, you know, it, it does open your eyes. Like, okay, that's what, you know, that's the thing. It's the same thing. Like I said, if if I'm black, if you never hang around a black person, you see a black show, you know, it may get you, you know, 
think about it. Or like I said, you're Native American and somebody sees a Native American show, you might get a different interpretation of it, you know, yeah. than what you normally see on TV. So it's always a good thing for representation, you know. And I think I think Scarlett Johansson finally realized that somebody may have, you know, brought their attention. That's probably why she decided to drop out of the role. So that's a that's a good thing on her, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's up to the directors to, you know, if they don't want to the shitstorm on their hands, you know, they need to hire a transgender actor. And it can be done. Now, this show, the show Pose, has proven it can be done and done very well. You know? <laughs> yes. OK, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to actually do some research on this, Eli, because I'm yeah. going to ask you some different questions. You know, I was going to see, you know, you know, I know we need representation, but when is representation, you know, going too far like you know like if you cast a, a english actor for an american role or some shit you know oh, yeah. or you cast a uh or like okay lord of the rings you know, like all the hobbits in the movie like the hobbits and you know in the books they're supposed to be like like little people right yeah they're like yeah pretty okay. much yeah but instead they decided to you know cast elijah wood who you know weren't they cgi them like that instead of actually hiring little people to do that roles so, you know was that misrepresentation there you yeah know? But they did, yeah. But they cast like little people in their stunt as their stunt, right? <laughs> for the wide shots or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so they still got work, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so they're they're under the gun for that. So we'll see how I go for that. Let's see what else we got on tap. Uh, dude, nothing else I want to touch because the rest of this shit was bullshit. Uh, like I said, do we have anything else? Okay, so Eli, I do want to let you know that I did buy Tales from the Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah. You haven't watched it yet, right? I haven't watched it yet. I, I was like, okay. I, I, honestly, Voodoo had a sale. Like when you sent me that sale yeah. for uh, Friday the Thirteenth, they had like a bunch of sales. I bought a bunch of shit on Hoop. <laughs> so I was just watching shit. Just, so did I. Yeah, so did so I. I, just I, bought, shit a, just I, all I week, bought a few movies. Yeah, I bought. I watched. I bought both more combat movies. <laughs> and watched them again. Now, Eli, I'm gonna take back what I said when I said Mortal Kombat One suck. Mortal Kombat One didn't suck. It was actually a pretty decent movie. Actually, had some really good fight scenes. I was like, okay, the movie's entertaining. Now, the second one, okay, some shit went off the rails on that second one. Yeah, yeah. I know that was your favorite movie, but I watched it again. I was like, <laughs> uh, they well, like you. Not, I, I mean, it's it still sucks. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed that one maybe a little more than the second one or the first one. I, you gotta I, watch. You gotta watch them back to back. You gotta watch them back to back. You watch them back to back. You you see a difference. You know? I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm that hard, man. <laughs> After marathon Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that off the plan a day for the Mortal Kombat day. <laughs> and the weirdest thing that I saw on Voodoo doing that 30, Friday thirteenth sale, they had a Nicolas Cage sale. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So all 857 of his movies <laughs> were on sale for five dollars yeah so i couldn't resist it i bought a couple nicholas cage movies <laughs> you know but i do want to say this there's only so many nicholas cage movies you can watch at one time like back to back nicholas cage is not a guy you can watch his movies back to back because he's a really weird dude and you'll see that in his movies if you watch so many of them you'll, you might go insane so but i will say this I watched Ghost Rider again. <laughs> the first one. What, the first one? <laughs> the first one. Now, that movie sucked too. But here's the thing it sucks, but it knows it sucks. Yeah. Nicolas Cage acting is so bad in the movie that you can't help but watch, not watch it. Like, 
you gotta watch it. Like he's when he's turning to Ghost Rider and he's in pain, <laughs> and then he starts laughing and he's doing the weird stuff. It's like it's it's so weird, man. The scene know. where he's watching he's watching the monkey on TV or yeah, something. And he's eating jelly beans and laughing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? What am I watching? <laughs> you know. You turn off the TV. We got a scrap on our hands. <laughs> That's how much I watch that movie. I know. Oh, <laughs> like it's a weird fucking movie, baby. Ghost Rider is fucking terrible, but Nicolas Cage. Hey, but it it sticks close to the comic book origin. It does. I mean, it's very, very close to the comic origin. If you, and that's the thing. Okay, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Because people are always saying they need to stick to the comic book. But just because you do that don't make a good movie. Green Lantern stuck to the comic book origin. No. But so you, just you know can't. what? I, I don't think I've watched that movie like beginning to end. I've seen it. I've seen it on. But I haven't seen it in one sitting. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I've seen the whole thing, but like in bits and pieces. So yeah. Only thing you need to watch in Green Lantern is the Ola scene. That's pretty much it. And the thing I'll is, be- if you if if you watch Green Lantern in the context of why it was made, it, <laughs> it makes more sense because the thing was they they Green Lantern was supposed to be the first DCEU movie. It just did like completely flop, and they wanted to be they wanted Ryan Reynolds to be Tony Stark basically. They okay. like you saw what Robert Downey yeah. Jr. did. Do that. That's not Green Lantern. That's not Hal Jordan. One reason why the movie flopped, but it was accurate. Oh, also in that movie, Taika Waititi was his best friend. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. He, he was in the movie. Yeah. So, watch well, again. He was the the am, the racially ambiguous guy with the glasses. I don't remember. You'll see him. You can't. You can't miss him. You can't miss him. He's in the movie. You know, <laughs> he's the guy that Hal Jordan is telling all his secrets to and stuff like that, and riding with him, and you know, like his best friend. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Green Lantern suck. Ghost Rider suck. Mortal Kombat suck. But they're good. If that makes any sense. Yeah, they're all in the same boat. Like bad movies, you can watch. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the Ghost Rider movies. I like the demons and shit that they're fighting. Okay. Okay, okay. Let let me rewind it. I like Ghost Rider one. I know you like two. Oh yeah. Here's, here's the thing, Eli. Let me let me talk about two. I can't watch two. Two makes me physically ill. Seriously. You mean like those like the with the, those like, they, like look, some of it looked like it was shot on like GoPro cameras and shit. Yeah, it's got like this weird shaky yeah. cam or something. Yeah. I get the, you, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got this like this weird motion sickness. So honestly, when I even started watching the movie, I started getting sick. I started getting a headache. I like I gotta lay down. <laughs> Ghost Rider's about to kill me. <laughs> so it's it, Ghost Rider's pretty much like the only comic book movie out there. It's like that and Electra. Only because I haven't found Electra anywhere. I haven't bothered oh, to look for it. Electra, yeah. Electra was cool. And then it ended, and I was like, "That's it." Like I was into the movie, and I and I thought it was I thought it was all right. And then it ended. I'm like, "That that's it. That's all." It's like it felt like it needed more at the end, you know. Okay, so let me ask you, what was the better movie, Electra or Daredevil? Oh, probably Electra, because I really don't, I don't I don't remember really. I thought Daredevil was very. Eh. Kind of like Daredevil for what it was. It was a movie for its era. Yeah, you know, matter of fact, I would put Daredevil a notch above those other crappy movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just well, saying it's, it's it's 
that was also comic accurate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was because I remember I, you know, I was I, I, I knew this one dude. He was a he was we were always like uh, go you know he was in this punk band and he he actually wrote a song called about called Daredevil versus Punisher. Yeah, and of course I was always you know giving him shit about you know being a Daredevil fan. He loved Daredevil. He said that was his favorite comic book character. And then when the Daredevil movie came out, he actually liked it. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe when and he I, forced himself to like it, you know. Well, yeah, but then you got to understand the time. Like we didn't have like, oh, a Daredevil movie, you know. So, right. So you just take you know, what you can get, you know. Yeah, I mean, shit. I first viewing, I like the Spawn movie. You know, I don't know if the Spawn movie is good or bad. I still don't know to this day. Cause there's some really awesome shit in that movie, and it's really bad shit in that movie. Yeah, it's it's. It was it was it was kind of like what you said about Green Lantern. It's like it's so crappy that you kind of enjoy it because yeah. it's kind of crappy, you know. It's like it's weird, man. It's like I, I still don't know how I feel about Spawn because it was cool and bad at the same time. So I mean, it hasn't aged well at all. I mean, I watched those special effects are terrible. Yeah, it's a pile of shit now. But at the time, <laughs> like I said, that we didn't. That's all we had. Comic, yeah, know? we didn't have comic book movies, so the fact that you know. We were getting it like it was like crack, like oh shit, you know. <laughs> like just anything, we'll take it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now we're so spoiled these days. Like, oh, Justice League sucked. It had no heart. Like, what the <laughs> fuck you talking about? I'll be on. If Justice League came out like in 2010 or 2011, we would have loved that movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just that, like I said, you can't put that movie, you know, six months away from Infinity War. It it yeah, doesn't course, work that way. You know, after Civil War and all, you know. Yeah. Were, you were superheroes are like actually matter, you know, right? <laughs> you know, but you can't like, put out something like that now. It, it doesn't work. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other crap movies. I think that's all the crap movies. Uh, but like I said, they're all bad, all good. And that's the thing. If you like a crappy movie, it's OK to like a crappy movie. Don't let Rotten Tomatoes tell you what you and like and don't like. Yeah. You know, make up your own mind. You know, yeah. if you like it, defend it. And if somebody doesn't like it, you don't have to attack them on the internet. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, we're from the '80s. I mean, we grew up on all all sorts of sh- shitty movies that were just getting slammed by critics. But nowadays, you know, they're yeah. they're 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 everyone's revering them as you know these classics. Yeah, that's know? what I'm wondering. Like all the movies that they said were bad, uh, they like so I saw a post yesterday. Remember, okay, remember Red Brown, right? Red Brown. Okay, Red Brown. He was like this big muscle bound action B level dude. He wasn't Arnold. He wasn't Stallone. But if you needed somebody directed VHS, he was your guy. Okay. Anyway, he played a movie called Your, the Demon oh, Hunter or some shit. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Your fucking sucked. You know. <laughs> but it was cheesy. It was terrible. It was low budget. And all of a sudden now it's a cult classic. Yeah, you know, just like the room. Yeah, you know, people say the room was the well, worst like, movie of all time, but now all of a sudden it's a cult classic. You know, this winning Oscars. Yeah. I'm the John Carpenter's The Thing. It came out the same summer as E.T. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and people okay. people hated it. It got slammed. It got it was it bombed. Now it's revered as one of the best horror flicks ever made. Right. You yeah. know another movie that bombed back in the eighties? Uh, Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. all of a sudden now it's this cult classic that everybody loves and stuff like that. So yeah, you know another movie that everybody says sucked, but I think it's actually a classic. It's not an old movie. It's actually like came out in the nineties and shit. Exactly. Cable Guy. 
Oh, that was all right. I saw that. I saw that in the theater. I thought it was fine. Yeah, people like when Cable Guy came out. Cable Guy got terrible reviews. They said it was going to kill his career, stuff like that. I went back and watched that movie. I honestly think Cable Guy is a class. I think it's one of his best movies. Was that before or after Dumb and Dumber? I think it's before Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Yeah, I think it's right before in Dumb and Dumber. But honestly, I think Cable Guy's one of his best movies. It's like really, really smart. And if you watch it in today's context, like about how, you know, TV and social media is just right in the brain would do anything to, you know, to get a friend. It's it's really smart. It's it's, it's more relevant today than it was then. Wasn't he kind of a he was kind of a stalker too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a stalker too. <laughs> another movie, another movie, and I know we need to move to comic books, but I gotta talk about this one. Another movie I felt that is better now than it was then, Demolition Man. Oh, that was fine. I had no problem with it. I mean I don't own it or anything, but I'm I, just you need to watch I, Demolition. Demolition Man predicted so much shit that's happening yeah. right now. I haven't watched it in a while, but I'm just saying, like in the nineties, we were just like, eh. It's another movie, whatever. Yeah, but it's I mean, so yeah. much shit that's happened right now. Like you got these little corporations that were nothing in the nineties that are buying up everything. We we are scared to touch other people in contact. We have this snowflake level where we don't want anything touched. Where you got this underground level that's trying to piss off the people at the top level. It's it's really smart, man. Like in the movie, the movie makes more sense now than it did then. Yeah, so. or King, or King, you know, King of New York. I don't know if you ever seen. Uh, the Christopher Christopher Walken Christopher movie. Walken? Yeah, I never I guess, saw it, but oh, really? I, I, it's like one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, but I guess when it came out, it was slammed because they thought it was glorifying gang violence and exploitation and all this shit, and you know, because it came out during you know, like New Jack City and and uh, Boys from the Hood, Boys in the but Hood. Movies glorifying gang violence. Yeah, but this was like this was like exploitation. I mean, you know, if you read about it, the guy was basically want he was trying to make a Hong Kong movie. He was trying to make a John Woo movie, right? And but he just set it in New York, and it was supposed to be like a Scarface, you know, sort of movie. But it came out. I guess it got booed at the festival, the the film festivals and stuff. And but now, shit, Biggie. References it in one of his rhymes, you know. Right, because uh, Frank, well, Frank White was in there, right? Yeah, yeah, Frank White, yeah. That was like one of his aliens. In New York, yeah. I want to be it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Awesome. awesome movies. So I don't know. Maybe twenty years from now, Ghost Rider being known as a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta understand the subtext of Nicolas Cage's performance. <laughs> oh shit! Can we move to the comic book section now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we spent way too long in the crappy ass movies. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, this is the bread and butter part of the podcast. We should talk about the comic books that we were, you know, we we saw from this week. And if you've read them, definitely hear our uh, our opinions on them. We're going to get into them right now. So the first book, I'm gonna I'm up to bat. So I'm gonna start with the first book. I'm gonna start with uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Superman number one. We're gonna start with that book first. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, basically, how it works is that you know we've already done the Man of Steel. Uh, review and then whole miniseries and he beat Rogozar through him in the Phantom Zone and blah 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 stuff like that so we pick up immediately from that and Superman because Rogozar destroyed his communicator that he uses to try to communicate with with John and Lois he can't find him he can't communicate with him he don't know where Jarrell took him so the book starts off with Superman flying all around the galaxy looking for his you know his family but the thing is the galaxy is kind of huge 
So he's about 753 miles away from Earth, you know, somewhere by Saturn or something like that. And while he's looking, he sees an alien invasion of the Dominators. Uh, for those that are familiar with the CW universe and Arrow and shit like that, you've seen the Dominators attack them. Those guys. Superman's like, okay, well, since they're on their way to blow up Earth, I'm just going to just blow up their armada right now. So he just takes all of them out by himself. He's like, before he figure out what's going on, I'm going to take them out. So he beats the Dominators, but then he realizes he, he's pretty much looking for a needle in a haystack, looking for his family. He doesn't know where to go, so he just goes back to his apartment. Just an apartment alone by himself, reminiscing over his family because they're gone, and he has no way to get them back. Uh, he also goes back to the Fortress of Solitude because Rogozar destroyed the Fortress of Solitude and the Justice League are there with him, you know, asking him, you know, do you need help? Do you need to clean up? And Green Lantern is there. He's like, uh, Superman, my boss asked me to ask you a question. Did you clean up everything here? Did you clean up, you know, the kryptonite samples you had and the, the Phantom Zone residue you had? And, all, and you're like, yeah, I got all this stuff. And Wonder Woman's like, can't you see he's mourning? Like, why you got to ask him this stuff now, Hal? You're like, I'm sorry. I was just doing this, for my, you know, for my boss. So they won't ask me, you know. And then, you know, they ask him, well, Superman, why, if you need us help to rebuild the Fortress Tower 2, you're like, don't worry. I got it. I'm fine. So he smashes the floor. And he in the floor, he reaches in and grabs that. You know, remember that stone he had in Superman 1? Before he went yeah, the on his crystal, yeah. Yeah, the little crystal. So he grabs a crystal that's similar to that one. And he just flies off. Like, fuck the Justice League. I'm just fly off and just do anything. So he flies to the Bermuda Triangle and he looks down and takes the stone and just drops it to the water. And yeah. the and the stone turns into a new Fortress of Solitude. So now the Fortress of Solitude is in the Bermuda Triangle. So mm-hmm. he's back in business, just like that, except it's in the Bermuda Triangle. So he's back, you know, uh back in the Daily Planet, you know, filing paperwork and stuff like that. And um and while he's in that final paperwork, he he uh, gets this call in his head like, Cal, we need to talk. So he's uh, in the middle of talking to like Perry or some other body else that works with him. He just takes off flies outside and sees Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter is like, man, I'm sorry about I heard about what happened with Krypton because you just found out that your planet was destroyed. Now you understand how I feel like because that's how my planet was destroyed. You know, so now we, you know, on the same level. And while Superman, he's talking, Superman is like barely paying attention to anything John's saying. In the middle of him talking, he's like, ditching off on them and just like you know saving other people and beating up dinosaurs and stopping fire stuff like that and like and march man is like you see the stuff you're doing right now all these fires you're putting out maybe you need to think be progressive in what you're thinking instead of doing this stuff and being reactionary maybe you need to lead the people maybe you need to be the because earth is getting to the point where other galactic empires are going to start looking at earth and look at earth right now i know you love it I love it too. But this place is fucked up. We got all kind of wars going on. People are building walls different right. We got racism. We got people hating each other. We need everybody to combine and look for one Superman. We need a Superman to lead us. And you're the only person to do it. I can't do it. Look at me. I can't do it. I'm green. I'm an alien. They hate me. But you can do it because you look like a human. So you what you need to do, you need to take over. He like, wait, take over. No, like, I didn't mean take over. I meant just offer yourself to humanity. You know, show them as an example instead of just putting out fires and be reactionary all the time. And Superman looks like, uh, no, John, I'm not going to do that. And, and Marshman was like, okay, yeah, I figured you weren't going to do it, but okay, that's cool. So Superman flies off looking, you know, for more adventure, stuff like that. And while he's doing it, this, like, blue bean chases him and overtakes him. And he looks around, he's like, uh-oh, I've seen this before. He looks at Metropolis, he looks around, and he looks into the sky, and he realizes what's happened. Like, oh, shit. The Earth is inside of the Phantom Zone. How they're going to find the Phantom Zone, he doesn't know. And then the book just says down at the bottom, 
next issue the return of Rogozar. You know. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So and like I said, I already knew he was coming back anyway. You know, that wasn't just gonna just leave him in there like that. So overall, pretty interesting book. I know people are gonna be pissed because of the way they, you know, Bendis is writing these stories. Um, I like it because he's giving Superman. He okay. Here's the thing: what Bendis is doing that I'm kind of noticing. He's kind of doing a little bit injustice in this story. What I'm what I'm getting from because that's pretty much the whole mindset that made Superman go to the injustice mode that he needed to stop being reactionary and start to lead the people. But instead of leading the people, he actually became like a fucking tyrant, you know, mm-hmm. and start putting all the metahumans in, you know, under his spell and stuff like that. So of course, if Superman does that in this universe. You know, maybe there's a balance he can do where he can lead the people without becoming like this super tyrant like he was in every other alternate reality he ever does this in. So, let's try to see where they go with that direction. And, yeah, the Phantom Zone shit, I don't really care. He'll get out of it. Whatever. So, yeah, I get the book of four to five. Good, strong opening for Bendis. I go with it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I read this too. I mean, um, I'm considering it. I'm considering putting it on my pull. Um, uh, I mean, for number one, I thought it was uh, it kind of touched on all the you know bases of uh, you know who Superman is, what's going on. Um, I enjoyed the moment. I enjoyed that conversation he had with the uh, Martian Manhunter, where he kept saying, "Okay, excuse me," and then he goes yeah. off and you know fights an alien or saves the day or right. or does some super shit. You know, right? And the one oh. time he like, you know, I could help you, but the last one was fire. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I just said, just it, that, just you know, just highlighting Superman's powers and how fast he is and what he can do. Uh, excuse me, real quick, and then he goes and you know saves right. saves the day somewhere on the other side of the world, and then comes back. Okay, now what were you saying? Right. <laughs> and Bendis has been doing this in a few of these books already because there's no reason to have Superman fight anybody because we know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. So I like it how he's you know he basically anytime Superman gets into like a like you were saying like a fighting a dinosaur or fighting Gorilla Grodd or fighting Toy Man it's an afterthought like we know how it's gonna go let okay once he gets through that let's get back to the main story mm-hmm. so I kind of like that I, I like you said I, I like the story uh, now a question yeah is is Jor-El alive or dead okay Jor-El was supposed to be dead yeah but Bendis. Being Bendis doesn't give a shit. Because <laughs> I thought, weren't they teasing whatever with that Mr. Miracle or Mr. fucking whatever? Yeah, Mr. Oz. What happened Mr. was, yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be in Dr. Mr. Manhattan resurrected him, and then he went fucking nuts, and at the end of the book, Dr. Manhattan, like, you know, undid him, like, basically put him back in the Krypton back when he destroyed it and it blew him up. So he was supposed to have been dead. Okay. But then he just shows up here, and everybody's like, oh, hey, Jarrell, how you doing? Yeah, and I was like, like, okay, yeah, like uh, Lois Lane and, 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 and little John are like off with his grandpa. You know, like, what the fuck? I was just like, yeah, now, that was my only thing. Here, <laughs> here's the thing. Now, if I do have to have a criticism about Bendis, I do have to have this. That he doesn't give a shit about continuity. He hasn't been keeping up with what's been going on with these stories. Let me ask you a question. Like, you've been keeping up with Super Sons, right? Can, can Jonathan fly? He can jump really far. He's That's not, what I thought. I think I think he's starting to fly. I haven't I haven't uh, I'm not current on Super Sons, but when I was free, yeah, he could like basically jump in a single bound or whatever the fuck that term was. And so I don't think he was capable of flight like Superman yet. I think he's maybe it's a puberty thing. But, okay, uh, but because yeah. the way Ben just made it sound like he could fly around the world in like four minutes or some shit. Okay, yeah, 
Because Venus um, doesn't care, I, you know. And I'm sure, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, he, maybe he, he finally, his nuts finally, he finally got some pubes and now he can fly. Right. <laughs> or some other shit, like some shit that really pissed me off when when uh, Superman did that super flare, I think in like issue four or something like that. Now, it, when the super flare works, it's supposed to be after he does it, he's supposed to be powerless. Like he's supposed to have it because basically he just expended all his power. But in this one, after he does super flare, he's back fighting, you know, Rogozad again like it's nothing, you know. So, so much shit like that just been this kind of irks me, but I can kind of just let it slide, just go with it. Because the way I feel like, okay, this is Bendis story. I'm not gonna pay attention to what Jurgens did, or what Jeff Johns did, or what Tomasi did, or whatever did. This is Bendis. So as long as Bendis is consistent with Bendis, I'm gonna let everything go slide. That's mm-hmm. so, how right. I feel. All right. All right. So I got a couple of indie books that I'll read or I'll review. Um, I'll start out with uh, Die, Die, Die um, from Image. Robert Kirkman dropped a new book on, uh, 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 on us with no notice, no, no, uh, no advertising. Just kind of just sprung, a, sprung us on it. Sprung, a, sprung this book on all of us. Um, okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to make a confession. I've never read a Robert Kirkman book before. Even though I know who he is, I've, I've never <laughs> read a Robert Kirkman book before. So... Let me ask you this. Is he just a writer or is he a writer slash artist? No, he's just a writer. Okay, but cool. This, okay. This is also co-written by Scott Gimple, who was the showrunner on Walking Dead. So obviously they got together and um and yeah, and did this uh did this got this book going. Um okay. and it and it just kind of showed up on the shelves. Um, it had this big title, like you know, blood-soaked, bullet-bullet-ridden, ultra-violent mayhem from Skybound, which is you know, Kirkman's company, you know, through Image, and these two bloody characters with guns and swords, you know, it's just, you know, so and it is, it's a very violent, um, it's it's fun, um, a little convoluted just because it's setting everything up, but it basically deals with um, like this shadow government. That is involved in the like sort of uh, keeping like if you're a conspiracy theorist you're gonna love this, um, but basically they like the government hires these like like mercs or or assassins that are doing uh, these sort of keeping the political agendas in in line you know there's this big elaborate uh, plot that involving a senator that resembles Hillary Clinton. Where she's like, okay, we got to get rid of this one senator because he's a pedophile, but we can't, we can't slander his name because he's he's for this like railroad or whatever. That's you know this the super train and that needs to go through. But he we need to get him out of the way and then get this other guy in office. So we need to kill him, but uh, but not make it. We can't let the public know that he was a pedophile. And then and so this is big, huge, elaborate plot where involving like fixing. You know, horse racing winnings and and get, to make a activist rich, so then they're not going to go protest anymore. And so it's 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 this wild sort of uh, you know conspiracy paranoid fantasies that are you know, it's 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 you know kind of tongue in cheek and, and it's it's fun. But yeah, it also but there's these assassins that are going around, and uh, and it turns out that one of the assassins is like actually has two brothers so they're triplets they're they're like three twins so one of them gets caught and is being like sold on some sort of auction underground political auction or whatever 
and then the other two have to go find them. And that's kind of like where the book ends. So um, it, it was fun. I, I might check it out a little longer uh, to see where it goes. Uh, it, it is very violent, very violent, brutal. The action is – it really focuses on the action, like every every shot, every gunshot, every kick and punch is very – is highlighted. It, it's, it's like a John Wick, you know, it's like John Wick on the comic book page, you know. It he, almost sounded like he's writing a screenplay right in front of you. Yeah, pretty much. You know. <laughs> so yeah, die, die, die. I give it a four out of five. I'll see where this goes. It, like I said, it's a little convoluted introducing everything in this world, and you know, but uh, but it was fun. Okay, I feel like Robert Kirkman starting to be like uh, another Mark Millar. You know. Yeah. Where yeah. everybody's <laughs> just got to just you snatch up their books because they know what's going to eventually happen with those books. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so book I'm going to review next is uh, Flash number 50, and this is Flash War number 4. So this is actually the finale of Flash War, and just start the book off. So you got uh, Barry and Wally. Uh, they're standing off against uh, Zoom. This Zoom, I can't remember. Hunter Zolomon is his real name, of course, is Zoom. And he just beat the shit out of Just League, stuff like that. And he's also telling the Flashes that uh guess what i am the new flash i'm gonna be the better flash than either one of you and then wally is listening to things so wally rushed me like zoom where are my kids and then zoom just smacks him smacks him out of the way he like wally you never did understand but you understand don't you bear it because we grew up the exact same we both had tragedies we both had our mothers killed we both had some monster kill them so you understand what like to be a uh a flash just like i do and you know what? I'm going to do what you two are scared to do because as much power as you guys had, and then he starts showing all these new powers he got, he was like, it's because he broke the, the speed force barrier. So he now has the strength force. He now has the sage force. So he's a telekinetic, super strong speedster. And he's just smacking the shit out of the flash like they're nothing. He's like, you know what? You two, if you had any balls, you would have had these powers yourself and you would have been gods to the Justice League. There's no reason you should be on the same level as Superman and Batman and stuff like that. You're supposed to be way above them. But that's okay. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to make sure. And I'm going to do what you two couldn't do. And so he zips off in time. So the other flashes just zip behind him and they're trying to catch him. And they're talking. You know, they're apologizing. just like, Wary, I didn't even do that. Wally didn't mean to do that. But when they when they catch up with Zoom, they realize that they're not only like in a flashback the air, they're in the hyper time. Now what the hyper time is is that it's actually like Every single alternate reality and past, you can just see it. And they're running, and Wally can actually see his kids in a grown-up area. And they're like, oh, crap, I can, I can get my, rescue my kids right now. But that, like, trigger second of a time that he's doing is enough time for uh, the Zoom to get away from him. Like, Barry's like, Wally, you need to snap at this. We need to get back to him. But when they're running, then Barry sees something, and he sees basically their life post-crisis before flashpoint which he didn't remember he sees wally he sees linda he sees wally's kids and barry also sees himself he's there with iris the whole family's together he's like oh crap it's not only wally's family that's trapped my family is trapped too because my family is wally's family so then they both pause but they realize they pause and while they're thinking about this stuff like that doom is just steady getting away from them. they're like okay we Zoom is fast than us. What can we do? We can't catch Zoom. And Bear's like, Zoom isn't fast than us. You know why, Wally? Because you're holding back. If you actually forget about it, if you actually try to remember everything and stop repressing all your memories and remember who you really are, you can tap into the speed force and be this fat flash that you really need to be, and you'll be faster than him. 
And we're like, and not only will you be fasting, every time that you remember something, it's going to create a time quake inside of you that will attack him. So, Wiley, I can't catch him, but you can. You want to know why? Because you are the fastest man alive. And when he says that, Wally just realizes who he really is and just takes off. And not only does that, he starts to remember every single detail. Even once he repressed, he remembers every single detail post-crisis, before post-crisis, pre-crisis, everything. And everything he remembers, it attacks Zoom. And he does like this move where he attacks him with every single speedster that's trapped in the speed force and attacks Zoom. And it like knocks out his power and he's done. So but something happens where Wally and Zoom disappear. And when they disappear, Barry goes back to the regular time. He's like, okay, I'm back in the regular time. He still sees the Justice League knock the fuck out and shit like that. So he's like, oh, I must have went into... So to them, I only went in time like about a couple seconds. But everything seems to be the same way. So while he's doing that, Wally's still gone. But then out of the times uh, portal pops out Wallace. Wallace is the black Wally. You know, Kid Flash, stuff like that. So Wallace pops out with Iris and Commander Cole from the 25th century. And Commander Cole is asking him, Barry, what, what the hell did you do? What did you do this time? And Barry's like, I didn't do anything. Everything looked the exact, exact same way it was. In fact, no, nothing is not the same. First off, you let Zoom destroy the time barrier. I mean, the, the speed force barrier. So all these speed force powers are out of whack. But that ain't even the worst thing you did. The worst thing you did that all the time energy that was in the speed force, the chrono energy, it's gone now. Because whatever you guys did to beat Zoom, it's gone. So what the, and Barry's like, okay, what does that even mean? It means... All the time engine speed force is gone. You flashes can no longer travel back in time. It's not even possible. It's not even possible anymore. So since you can't travel back in time, I can't even get back to the 25th century. I'm stuck here with you. So I have to find a way to try to figure out how to get back home. And he's like, and matter of fact, I see residents uh, residuals of one speedster like in Oregon or something like that. But I don't know who it is. And Barry just takes off. It happens to be Wally. Wally is there kind of knocked out, but he wakes Wally up. He's like, Wally, you, you made it. You know, and Wally doesn't give a shit. He's like, where's Zoom? Find Zoom right now, because if we find Zoom, we can find out where my kids went. And Bear's like, can't do it. He's like, what? Wally like, don't try to stop me again. He's like, no, you really can't do it. Whatever you did when you fought Zoom, you killed the time uh, time powers in the speed force. So none of us can travel in time. None of us can go after Zoom. Wherever Zoom is, he's just stuck there. Wally like, I can't, I can't accept that. I have to find a way to find my kids until I find that Barry... I can't come back. So he just zips off and that's it. He And he just says himself like zoom one, don't beat us, you know? So Barry runs off, you know, runs stuff like that. But when he runs off behind him is another speedster that pops up out of nowhere. And this speedster is impulse. Yes. Impulse from the old post-crisis young justice days. He pops up. He's like, okay, I got to find Wallace. Got to find out what's going on. And he zips on and stuff like that. Then they show the, the 25th century rogues and stuff like that. And they were, they like the timeline is all screwed up. We got to find out what's going on because they built this prison to stop this most powerful villain. And we got to make sure he's not trapped. As soon as they walk into the room, they get killed. They get killed by that villain. And the, they don't show who the villain is. He just said, I got to get revenge on the Flash of what they did to me. And on his cell door, you just see inmate crisis and to be continued. And that's all it is. So pretty cool story. A lot of stuff flying around in the story. It was kind of convoluted how they beat Zoom to begin with, but pretty cool ending to it. You know, they officially announced that Wally is the fastest of the Flashes. We don't know if he's going to stick around or not, but hey, it is what it is. Barry has accepted he's not the fastest man alive, but, you know, he he's come to terms with that. I give this book a, I give it also a four out of five. Good read. Good, 
smooth reading a lot of bullshit going on but yeah cool cool now it's to be continued but it's the finale it's the finale of that story with starting another story so yeah okay <laughs> all right cool um i guess the last book i got is farmhand number one from image comics um written and drawn by rob gilroy now this is just this is out there man this is weird this is a weird book uh cool but weird um basically it's about this farmer who has figured out a way to grow human body parts by mixing plant and human dna so he he's basically his farm is growing body parts you know kidneys organs fingers whatever you know so it's got this weird sort of kind of body horror you know john carpenter's the thing element to it you know the fly cronenberg's the fly uh kind of like gross gory uh elements going on but it's also drawn very bright and cartoony the bright cartoony style so it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of a lot of, lot of humorous moments you really got to pay attention to the backgrounds there's a lot of stuff going in the backgrounds you know but um so but basically there's a there's like this family dynamic going on between the farmer and his son and his and the and the son's family there's some sort of sort of past um friction or conflict which has driven the family apart and now they're coming back together because of this new um i guess this business where the you know because the farmer has now is now a millionaire he's basically changed the way you know modern medicine scientific medicine is, is being done in the world now so so there's so this 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 family dynamic going on there's like these elements of like corporate espionage where because there's these like corporate spies are being sent into the farms to try to get the guys uh you know his, the, the formula to make these body parts or whatever so there's all this um it sets up a lot in this first issue but it's 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 done in a real sort of cartoony fun way <laughs> it's, it's 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 wild it's really wild it's a crazy book but i enjoyed it for what it is um i'll see where it goes i mean shit it was it was a lot of fun um a very dark comedy and and he's like yeah horror elements so i'm into it you know speaking of tales of, from the hood you know that campy horror style that's what it's like it's like a tales from the crypts type of story so yeah i give it a four out of five i'm gonna see where it goes okay cool sounds like a pretty cool story okay uh now this last story we're gonna do this is this i feel this is my book of the week okay yeah this is my book of the week this is amazing spider-man number one number and one. yeah mm. this and this book is written by nick spencer now for yeah. those that have been keeping up with this podcast or any of the podcast yeah nick spencer is a very interesting individual because the last comic book story he wrote he turned captain america to a nazi so yeah, yeah so basically i was curious to see if he's gonna turn spider-man to a nazi you know <laughs> So, yeah, we, we decided to read the book. And basically how the book starts off is that uh, Peter is dreaming. He's dreaming about Mary Jane because, I mean, who wouldn't? So, yeah, he's standing on top of the Empire State Building with Mary Jane, with his mask off, just showing her the city. And they're just kissing, you know, like some kind of romance novel. But he gets wakened up by one of his roommates at 5 o'clock in the morning who's playing Call of Duty Latveria. <laughs> 
So he's <laughs> right. He's screaming to the top of his lungs, you know, eating Cheetos, stuff like that. And his roommate, uh, Robbie Robinson's son, who's Randy, and he and Peter's like ready to kick the guy out. He's like, no, you can't kick him out. We need the rent money. And but the thing is, the other guy that their roommate is actually Spider-Man's villain named Boomerang. Now, the reason, okay. yeah, Boomerang, but he, Boomerang doesn't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker or anything like that. He just needed a place to stay. And Peter Parker was like, okay, I'll let you in there. And the only reason he let him stay there is because he know Boomerang is in on some kind of kingpin master plan. So he know if he let him stay in the apartment, he might slip up and tell him some information. Plus, he needs extra roommate. So, win-win situation. <clears throat> so, while that's going on, uh, Spider-Man... The Avengers are downtown fighting some alien invasion. And they're like, we don't know what's going on with the alien invasion, but don't worry. I, uh, Tony Stark is on the phone saying, I got this specialist coming on the way that's going to tell me exactly what this alien is. Matter of fact, they're calling me right now. And he's like, okay, what do you got for me? And on the other end of the line, it's Star-Lord. Star-Lord with the Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that. And they're basically saying, yeah, we don't know who these aliens are. We think they're these aliens, but those aliens have upside-down horns, stuff like that. And Hawkeye's like, Hang up on these dudes. They don't know anything. And plus, I'm tired of hearing that crappy-ass Kiss song in the background. You know, obviously playing some kind of radio music in the background. So while they're doing it, Spider-Man shows up, does his old Spider-Man stuff like that. They don't care. They fight. And while they're doing that, uh, they cut back to a flashback early of Spider-Man is in the Daily Bugle. He's in the Daily Bugle with Robbie Robinson. He basically gives him to an assignment. And he has an assignment. He's got to go to his old college where he graduated from. And his old crap. Not only that, they have this thing going where they got this new program called Brand New Day. And they say they find out this new program that they can pretty much spot any kind of plagiarism. Because plagiarism was impossible to find before, but now they have this new technology with Cerebro built into it that they can find it exactly who plagiarized what, where they stole it from, and get to the bottom of it. And they show this whole uh, screen of everybody they got you know ex you know suspended for doing it or you know expelled for doing it and she said you know for my and for the next thing i'm going to do is call up one of our old uh one of our old alumni i'm gonna call up peter parker to the stage and peter's thinking okay they're gonna congratulate me because i'm such a great student and i, I made some publicity for uh empire state university and she pulls up one of his old papers and one of his old papers is i don't have it in front of him right now it's like molecular something 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 and peter's like oh shit not that paper and she takes that paper and runs it through the brand new day program. Oh well, actually the program is called Watcher. The program is called Watcher. So she runs the program through Watcher, and it flag and it flags the paper. It says fraudulent. She's like, this paper was not written by Peter Parker, which is the paper he used to graduate. This paper was written by Doctor Otto Octavius. And Peter's like, oh shit. So it's all over the news. It's all over the papers. Basically, everybody's saying that Peter Parker is a fraud. And he's already, you know, under scandal for losing Parker Industries, so he's already under for that. So now he's getting calls of cheating in school. And when he gets back to his boss at the Daily Bugle, Robert Robinson, Robert Robinson, like, you're fired. We got to get rid of you. Like, Pete, I'm not even mad at you, but you're the last thing that a newspaper needs is their credibility question. And the fact that you're going through this right now, I got to let you go. Plus, I was going to lay off about 3% of the people anyway. So the fact that you got this going on, I gotta let you go. So he's fired from Daily Bugle. He lost his degree. You know, he goes to Mary Jane, and Mary Jane is laughing at him. He's like, "Okay, you telling me that a, a clone, evil arch enemy, enemy, Doctor Doctor Octopus, you know, wrote this paper and you took credit for it, and now you can blame for it? Like, yeah, that's hilarious. But 
because you know this whole thing happened because Dr. Octopus took over his body. And when he took over his body, he used that to graduate from, you know, Empire State University. So, but Peter can't tell them that because if he tells them what happened, then he reveals himself to be Spider-Man. So he's got to keep this to himself. And then Mary Jane is asking him, so how did you break the news to Aunt May? He's like, oh shit. So he runs over to Aunt May's apartment and he sees the newspaper on, you know, she's in the back room and he sees the newspaper on the, on the table. So he tries to grab the newspaper from her before she can read it. But she comes out the back and she like, yeah, Peter, I already know what happened because she has it, the news on her app on, on her smartphone. Like, so you telling me you didn't write that paper to help you graduate? And she was like, and like I raised you better than that, Peter. Uh, ben raised you better than that. You telling me all the stuff you did, like when you got you lost Park Industry, that was one thing. You ran Ben's Parker's name through the mud, that's one thing. But you telling me you cheated? Now look me in the eye and tell me you didn't cheat. And he was like, it's not that complicated. And she just looked disgusted at him and just walked out the room. Like, didn't say anything else to him after that. And he's basically saying, like, all, all the stuff that he went through, like fighting the Beyonders and fighting Juggernaut, he like, that's the worst thing he ever went through. Like, he'd rather go to them than, than see that look that Aunt May gave him again, you know. So he's, they cut the present time. He's back to fighting these monsters, these aliens and stuff like that. And he's with Black, Black Cat and she's with him. He's like, you know what? I figured out how to fight these guys. And then he turns around and Black Cat says, bye, Felicia. You know, that old Friday joke. He's going to sneak that in there. So he does his web-slinging thing and shoots off to the sky. And he crashes right into a bubble spaceship. <laughs> he looks inside of the bubble spaceship and he sees Mysterio. Mysterio is just there like, yes, they got the evil plan. They think it's aliens, but it ain't aliens. It's me, and I'm going to destroy the entire New York. Peter Parker is pissed. Spider-Man is pissed. He punches through the glass bubble. Grass Mysterio beats the shit out of him because he's been frustrated with him the whole time. And then Mysterio's like, well, I, look, I was just trying to do one grand gesture because I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again. I wanted to do something different. So I decided to go out with a bang. Like, you understand that, don't you? And Peter Parker clicks through. He's like, I do get that. So he decides, he webs up Mysterio, leaves him for the Avengers, and he swings off. And he's standing in his room talking to somebody with his mask off. He's like, look, I almost died today. I keep fucking up left and right. And I got all these crazy powers. But no matter what I do in my life, I need you. So... And at the last panel, it's like, yeah, Tiger, I need you too. And then every next panel, Peter Parker and Mary Jane get back together. They're kissing. And, yeah, that's how the book ends. Dreamweaver, yeah. Yeah, so pretty cool. Everybody's been bitching about Peter Parker and Mary Jane getting back together. They're back together. Because basically the whole thing was about he was dreaming at the beginning. And he was basically saying, I need to make my dreams reality. I need to stop dreaming about Mary Jane and just go after it. Just tell her how I feel. So I, I kind of appreciate that. So all the fucked up shit that Peter Parker was going through at the end, he did something to make his life right. And I like that because I'm tired of Peter Parker always fucking up. You know, he finally does something to take charge of his life. So I kind of like that. So and pretty much everything has gone back to big basics. He's no longer yeah. he's no longer employed for one thing. You know, he's discredited. So it's the same old Peter Parker shit. His life is all fucked up. You know. Yeah, that's that, that's that's Spider-Man for you. <laughs> that's Spider-Man for you. But at least he's doing something to take control of his life, which. That's not Peter Parker. Peter Parker's usually always getting screwed over and always blaming it on, on everything else in Spider-Man instead of actually saying, like, I need to do something about this. That's All one right, thing. Now, what, what? No, Aunt May was saying about it, like, okay, you, you plagiarized. You took credit for Dr. Octopus' work, but you're not even taking responsibility for it when you know you fucked up. And then during the book, he realized, I, I fucked up. That's on me. That's not on Dr. Octopus. He wrote the story, but I took credit for it. I could have easily not taken credit for it, but I did. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Cool story. So, what the, what Kiss song do you think he was playing? In the- huh. <laughs> you actually the wrong guy. <laughs> I, I did been. think about that. I was like, what Kiss song is playing in the background? Like, what, what would Star-Lord be playing in the background? So, I don't know. I'm going to look up some Kiss songs. Whatever it is, Hawkeye hated it. So... <laughs> Well, fuck Hawkeye. <laughs> right. if, if if it was if it was I love it loud, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like cut that but, shit off. <laughs> but, if, but if yeah, but if he's playing I was made for loving you, yeah, then tell Hawk yeah, yeah, tell it, turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give this book a 4.5 out of five because actually, and it's actually some other stories in the background that I'm not gonna go into detail too. But I know I noticed it's a thick ass book because I, I got it. I just haven't read it yet. Well, okay, it's, a, it's, it's some more story in behind it, but I'm not going to okay. get into detail about that. But it's some more stuff that happens back there. And honestly, here's the thing about Nick Spencer. Now, Nick Spencer is actually a great writer. He always has been. And even this the Secret Empire shit went off the fucking rails. I'm going to be honest with you. It was still a good read. Even mm-hmm. as fucked up as it was with Captain America being a Nazi and shit like that. And I feel like he had a really great ending to it. But Marvel put the pressure on him and got such bad press, he had to change it and make it a goody-goody ending where he, I think he was really going for something like that would have really stuck out and they kind of cut his knees from under him. But his type of style of writing, and even when I read Captain America, he fits Spider-Man. Like, that's the type of writer Spider-Man needs. So I think he's going to be a much better fit for Spider-Man than he is for Captain America. And plus, you can do more outlandish and wilder shit with Spider-Man than you could with Captain America. Because Captain America is such a serious political type story uh, character. You just can't really just go out there with him. Like people try to you know, turn him into a werewolf and shit like that, but that shit didn't work with him. You know. But you can go balls to the wall with Spider-Man, tell any kind of crazy story you want. And and I, and I feel like. It's going to be a, a good story. I think Nick Spencer is going to have a... He's going to make a name for himself with Spider-Man. I, I feel with that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I just, like I said, it's a thick-ass book, and I was thinking, well, you know, Spider-Man was 500 or whatever was fucking thick. Long as fuck, right. And I was, like, thinking, is this is this the new is this the new normal? Is this going to, you know... Is this <laughs> every Spider-Man bucks? book is an epic every Lord book, of the Rings every, novel. Yeah, every, every month it's going to be five bucks. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah but that's it like i said a really good interesting one of the best spider-man books i've read in a while is really interesting uh i hate it when they you know because i i want to see peter parker progress i'm tired of him running in circles and running in his hamster wheel i want to see him progress and i can always keep feeling like he's resetting him back to square one and they did it with this story also matter of fact the name of the story i think is like back to zero back to, back to basis like that but at least they put him back with Mary Jane. They they're so at least a step further from there. So, yeah, it's it's back they're back back to zero. I mean they're back to zero. So at least it was coming. You knew what was coming. It's been forever there, but they finally got there. So I'm, they've been I, teasing. Yeah, they've been teasing them, him getting back with Mary Jane for a while now. So right. So now they're finally back together. She knows his secret. You know, you know she says she's always loved him and stuff like that. And it was real touches like that. So yeah, they're back together. People can quit bitching together so yeah let me say i got nothing else with this uh leary uh, um not you uh eli you got anything else <laughs> no i think we i'm got talking it. to third person <laughs> dude oh, needs eli. no oh. one <laughs> yeah eli i think we got <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so like i said if you listen this long definitely like share and subscribe we got uh all of our other podcasts we got a sister podcast geek Savs. we have instrument destruction who just dropped something well not today 
dropped yesterday. But definitely look on there. There, <clears throat> uh, Comic Cast. You got them. You got this Geeks and Comics. You got them. You got Hulu TV. Uh, probably somebody else. Hulu TV's TV. getting out there, man. They're like popping up on like the top of the list, like top of searches and shit. Are are they? I haven't. Yeah, man. Like. I'll, I'll check yeah. them out. I'll check them out after this podcast just to see exactly what they're doing. I haven't actually watched them, but I, I they seem like have like a production budget or some stuff, you know. Oh, sometimes when I when I search like you know like the releases and shit like for comic books and like they'll pop up on the Google search like holy shit like damn okay <laughs> on YouTube and shit you know. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we I feel like if they're doing that, we're doing something like we're in the same you know podcast circuit as them. So yeah. maybe somebody might accidentally look, click us, you know. <laughs> uh so yeah like i said we there i'm not doing another contest i might do something later on i don't know uh we'll think about it we may do a, a san diego comic-con contest uh next week's gonna be all san diego comic-con i may or may not review uh mission impossible i don't know but san diego comic-con is gonna be balls to the wall all kind of crazy shit so we're gonna knock out knock out as much as that as we can yeah so that being said this is leroy this is eli and we will talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Polo to the float out. You already know though. It's not unveiled for real. You see your hoe, just take a photo. I'm rapping that's on photo with a fofo on your bro. Cause that Joe don't thought that he could rob a player for some dodo. I Oh no, oh no. I'm so Allen Temple. I'm so England Manor. I'm so Misty Valley. And I got a couple pounds yesterday out of Kelly. And my bad bitch from the valley bought me brand new balance. Talking hella reckless, I won't even stress you. Just kill him softly with my press, won't even address you. They say it lonely at the top, but this the best shit ever. Hey, don't you see me out here shining, bitch? I'm barely flexing. I hear him talking hella reckless, I won't even stress you. Just kill him softly with my press, won't even address you. They say it lonely at the top, but this the best shit ever. And even if we die today, this shit gon' live forever. Live forever. Niggas hit the X's, no X's on my chest, but all these diamonds got me blitzed. Usually I don't do this, 
Dumb it down, go stupid. Since 17, been counting M's, my bank accounts on goofy. They said Cosby gave him roofies. Now who know what the truth is? Chicago full of shooters, my garage is full of hoop. This got that southern draw and all that. My pre rolls look like ball bags. The side got something to say, and all y'all niggas can't get y'all ball back. If I ain't a hot boy, then what do you call sacks? Daddy fat and a jaw never fall back. Like clocks in the wintertime, we stay eating like it's dinner time. Been feasting and cheaping and blowing big, but it ain't no reaper rhyme. We don't know the meaning of drought, cause we keep it so wet, why sweat nice, been a while. Just speaking in general, why there is no formidable opponent or a nigga that won't it. Kill uncut, never step on it. Line for line, dope when you wanna hit, you wanna mind the kind of giving nigga hope when they down and out. Nigga dig a hole so deep, ain't no climbing out. I hear him talking hell of reckless, I won't even stress Just kill him softly with my press, won't even address They say lonely at the top, but just the best shit ever Hey, don't you see me out here shining, bitch, I'm barely flexing I hear him talking hell of reckless, I won't even stress Just kill him softly with my press, won't even address They say lonely at the top, and this the best shit ever And even if we die today, this shit gon' live forever Live forever Like I told Coco, Coco, my vision is pimping. pimping. You already know though, know so go ho, slow ho, fuck the popo that my logo, logo show ho. Yo ho, listen, listen. Just like I told Coco, Coco, my vision is pimping. You already know though, know so go ho, slow ho, for the popo that my logo, logo show ho. Coco, now get down on the floor, floor.